0: Welcome to Monday through Friday Cellular Agriculture for a Pandemic-Free Future. My name is George Ortega, and uh, this is episode number 42. And I'm recording this on uh, Wednesday, September 2nd, 2020, at 4.41 p.m. Eastern Time. And um, so, all right, let's... Uh, let's try to figure out why we keep doing something that's so wrong and so harmful to us. Because think about it, you know, eating animals kills us, it's been killing us for decades. Um, we have known, although many will, uh, will deny it or object to it, but the science tells us and our experience tells us really that we don't need to eat meat and fish and dairy. So, um, you know, what explains that? I mean, wh- what explains how we have been so harmful to ourselves um, that, um, that it's afflicted us again with so many diseases and now with this coronavirus, with this pandemic that's, um, that's separating us, that's, that's impoverishing us, that's um, punishing us. But you have to, you know, what, what, um, what are we thinking? What are we thinking? We must have been thinking that, well, you know, I'm eating meat and, and I'm well, and most of us are well. Most people don't get sick on meat, you know, fish and dairy, which is true. They're, they're well, actually, you know, I have a feeling that that consuming those foods, you know, especially coming from animals with saturated fat and the, the cholesterol and all, you know, create a lot more damage than um, than we realize. Um, but you know, before this pandemic, people were thinking to themselves, it can't be that bad. We can't be that bad because look at how, how good our world is becoming, and it is. It has become really good in a lot of ways. we we have um, so much more than we need. We are so blessed. Um, now, there, there's there's some people, you know, in the world. Uh, I guess around three quarters of a billion, perhaps now, who who are. Um, Severely deprived of, of, of basic necessities, and that 's another you know, great sin of ours, but, but for the most of us, you know we 're living great lives, and we 're thinking of ourselves, yeah we don 't have to um, you know, address the needs of those extreme poor we don 't need to um, stop farming animals in ways that that um, that abuses and tortures them so horrifically. Because uh, apparently God approves, because apparent, you know, because we're doing so well. All right. Well, now I, I think we're beginning to understand that um, that God has been patient with us. Uh, that perhaps God has been trying to reach us, and we just haven't been listening. Um, so. So yeah. Now I I, I think. Because of this pandemic, we are facing ourselves we're seeing ourselves more as who we are relative to to virtue relative to to the good we do and the harm we do and um, and you know when we understand ourselves in that way, we improve we you know we, we've done this you know, throughout our lives. And we, that's why we um, reprimand our, our children. That's why we reprimand ourselves and our friends. And, you know, and we, we try to do it subtly and, and, and as kindly as possible, of course, because why not? But, um, but when we detect moral limitations, moral flaws, um, immoralities uh, within us, we strive to change. So, I think maybe that 's the stage at which we 're at now that um, before this pandemic we um, we supposed that we were doing well enough morally, and now we understand very clearly that we were not and are not, and so that's now we 're in the next step you know in, in a certain sense, the coronavirus has may have, may actually be a great blessing to us because, for example, um, climate change poses a a much graver threat to humanity than this coronavirus, and perhaps than viruses in general. Um, And, and without going through this moral reformation that, that we're undergoing now because of this pandemic, because we have to become better people in a lot of ways to get through it and prevent future ones, it's like this is, this is training for the great battle that will be against climate change. This is a way of, of showing us that when we are faced with eminent um, with loss, with with eminent threat of loss of life, of loss of of civilization, of of lifestyle, we respond. And so now you know this will prepare us to then, you know, for many of us, look at climate change more um, more squarely in the face to 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 to, you know to not avoid or deny it anymore, to, to accept yes, it is as threatening as scientists have been telling us for decades. I mean, just like, just Google climate change, you know, and, and notice how many things that, that they predicted would be happening in 30, 40, 50 years are beginning to happen now, you know, like the, the, the melting of the permafrost, the, uh, the tundra in, in um, Canada, Siberia, the, the northern latitudes, that's you know there's there's more greenhouse gases in those peat bogs that, that uh, than, than there are than there is in the rest of the envir- envir- environment the uh, atmosphere and and you know if that melts as it is melting now like decades before um, schedule you know that 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 amplifies the extent of our problem um, beyond uh, beyond belief so so again um, yeah uh, climate change is, is serious and this coronavirus let's look at it that way let's let's see coronavirus not as this evil agent that is afflicting us for no good reason it's afflicting us for our benefit for the future of our civilization it's it's like and 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 you know it's it's not a very harsh affliction relative to the 1918 pandemic or world war ii or world war one many many of the other wars that we fought you know or or the great depression you know we you know civilization people have have been chastened much more severely than than, uh, this coronavirus is chastening us now but um so but let us let us see it in a new way let's let's Yes, we, we, you know, let's see it as, as our wake-up call to become more virtuous. And, um, well, let's get right to the politics, I guess. You know, uh, one thing we have to do is get rid of Trump because he incites hatred and violence and indifference and callousness and cruelty, and we can't afford that. So let's get him out of office. Let's get all the people like him out of office. And let's, let's also reform the Democratic Party because it was like the moderate, moderate faction of the Democratic Party that for money's sake, because the economy was doing so well and so many Democrats were getting rich, has, has allowed our country to shift more and more toward this, this very harmful Republican ideology where, where it states, well, I can do whatever I want, regardless of the consequences. So let's reform our politicians. This coronavirus is, uh, is actually our means of doing that. It's no longer the, the rich corporations who are calling the shots, it's this coronavirus. And, and if jobs have been lost, they will need to be created and they will be created. If people need homes, they will not be evicted. You know, the, these kinds of circumstances, these kinds of remedies and, and, and um, initiatives that the rich and corporations haven't allowed to happen because they were preferring to just take that money from society for themselves rather than using it for the collective good, for the good of everyone, for, for the good of people who really need, um, those resources, you know, now they, they don't have that power. Now it's the coronavirus who's calling the shots. And uh, so that's, that's another reason why as, as harmful as this coronavirus is and has been and will be for some time, it really has been a blessing. Um, it's allowing us to reform our, um, our politics. So, um, okay, so let's say, let's say you're convinced, let's say you've been watching the show, or maybe this is the first time you're watching, whatever, hearing it on, on a podcast. And um, you understand that our treatment of farm animals is beyond beyond cruel. It's just like, you know, it, it, it's worse than slavery, worse than the Holocaust. You understand that. You also understand that we only have one way to prevent future pandemics, and that 's to stop farming animals you know and, and, and you also understand, of course that, that you know, because apparently God is giving us more time to go vegan because eventually we'll, we'll, I believe we'll go vegan, whether it happens in ten years or, or, or twenty or sooner um, we have been granted this, this, this reprieve of, from going vegan too quickly with this industry called cellular agriculture. And so, um, so I think you understand that we don't have to um, do away with, with meat and fish and dairy. We can, we can eat as much lobster as we want, at, at much I mean, like the lobster. You know, that, that price point would be very easy to meet. You know, imagine eating as much lobster as you want, no cruelty at all, and with a zero risk of future pandemics coming from that lobster, that, you know, that food. Um, so we're we're very fortunate, you know, seven years ago. That's, you know, it's not a coincidence. You know, this is like, it was God, it was God who planned it that way, you know, and, and now God apparently wants us to um, to fast track this industry to to not have us wait 10, 20 years for these products to get on into supermarkets and restaurants you know god is is teaching us well i mean science i mean science God through science is teaching us that um, that we have to uh, we have to end farming, to the farming of animals, to be as safe as, as possible from pandemics. So, um, so we're getting that, and um, and you know that, you know I've explained that, You know again, this episode number forty two. So then the, the 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 next step is or the next question is. So what do you do? I mean, have you, have you been talking to your friends about this? Have you been learning about it? Uh, I mean, perhaps there's nothing, perhaps I've explained, you know, because really it's pretty basic. If, if, you, if you, yeah, I, I think I've explained it well enough where you don't even have to go to articles to, to confirm this. I think you understand that what I'm telling you is true about the cause of the pandemic and the only way we have of preventing future pandemics. Uh, in the immediate future. So, um, so yeah, let's let's ask um, ourselves why why are we not talking about this more? Uh, I talk about it, you know, five days a week here on this TV show podcast, but you know, I don't talk about it with with people you know, the people with whom I, I talk uh, occasionally. And um, so this is something that, that involves all of us. Why don't we start planning for a pandemic-free future? Why don't we start organizing for it? Um, at least those of us who understand. And I, I, we, we can't really organize that much until many many other people understand but um, I suppose because um, to many it may feel like it's um, it's going up against the established order the established society we have that it's basically demanding a great change that will you know, Shift a one point three trillion dollar industry from factory farms to cellular agriculture facilities and um, and through the media and politicians uh, the owners of, of those kinds of industries of, of the factory farm industry and other industries they have ways of of basically um, threatening us. Um, for example, there are laws that, um, that prohibit a person from going into a, a factory farm and photographing it or videotaping it. And, um, and you know, the, these corporations will pay our politicians to tell people, well no, these you know we absolutely need these these factory farms, you know we couldn't do without them um, so so perhaps that's what we're afraid of. Um, perhaps we're too busy doing other things I don't know how all right, we've got about ten minutes left. Uh, 10 and a half minutes. Um, I, you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, because I'm, I'm feeling and I'm sounding kind of like a bit, you know, pe- pessimistic or, or just like, you know, troubled by this. Uh, troubled by trying to figure out why we're not doing anything about it. Let's, let me shift gears because um that, you know, right, that was my emotions talking, but my, my intellect, my knowledge of this world of science tells me that this shift will happen. Factory farms will end much sooner than most people expect or realize because they have to end. Because we're not gonna allow one $1.3 trillion industry to endanger our future and kill so many people now. You know, as this coronavirus is doing, we're not going to allow that. So, so my prediction is, while people are still too consumed with the change in routine, the, the change in mindset, the the kinds of kinds of adjustments to our lives that this coronavirus is requiring, soon, um, whether it's this year or next year we'll be lifting, we'll, we'll be going back to not wearing masks, to to not having to distance. And um, and as that happens, then, then, and, and this again, a year or two perhaps, then people's minds will turn to, fine, let's not ever have this happen again. And so, um, Yeah, the, the, I don't really have to do this show. Um, I like to do it. Maybe I should do a different show. Um, But, you know, basically I'm pushing this along. Um, Perhaps needlessly, perhaps not. No, no, the the faster it happens. I mean, like by my perspective, you know, yeah, the faster it happens, the better. Um, Not... Just for our sake, but for the sake of, of the 70 billion animals that lose their lives and, and are severely you know, abused every year in, in those factory farms. So, but you know, um, we have, again, this coronavirus is calling the shots now, and we will end factory farming because we have no other option. We will create a lot of new jobs, probably a lot of green jobs that address climate change. Because again, we don't have no uh, another option we will um we will ensure that everyone has a home because again, well, we don't have an option with that either I mean like you know especially now uh we will create um a much better world for for everyone and um and that's something to feel good about and, and when I was doing my coronavirus series, I, I did 60 episodes of a series called um, Weekday Coronavirus Driven Mind Stuff. And it was on White Plains Community Media. And uh, I uploaded the episodes to YouTube. And I haven't gotten a podcast out on it yet. I, I may, you know, have to see what God wants. Um, but during that coronavirus, Driven Mind Stuff show, I, um, you know, I went through that a lot. I, you know, I basically kind of explained on many episodes, you know, especially during the beginning that, uh, that the, the um, for, for progressives, you know, like I am, you know, liberals who have been trying to protect the environment, who trying to advance society for decades and have been like pushed back by these, you know, selfish, mindless, you know, science denying conservatives for we progressives, this, this coronavirus is the cavalry. It's like, you know, we don't have to, we don't even have to defeat Trump. You know, we really don't. We, I think we will, you know, because, you know, he, he really needs to, to just, uh, he needs to be punished, he really does. Um, and his, and his, his supporters need to be punished. Um, but, but what I'm saying is that, this, for example, the CDC, Trump's CDC just announced that the moratorium on evictions is being extended to December. Well, guess, is that a surprise? No. What are they? are gonna they're gonna like evict, you know, millions of people. They go out on the street homeless and just like, you know, the numbers of coronavirus cases just like skyrocket. You know, they the Trump administration um, is no longer really caught the shots. Thank goodness. Um, So, yeah, all right. So, I'm not sure where this episode came from, but I'm glad we were here for it. And I think what I'd like to do again, you know, have five minutes left, is just focus on this much more wonderful world that we'll be creating, you know, as we um, end this pandemic. Uh, well, let's. I want to address actually because, like, this pandemic is, is is giving progressives, people who want better government, a better world, a lot of power, and we need to use that power wisely. So, let's let's shift back to the uh, politics, and understand that the reason we're in this coronavirus to begin with, the reason we're not tackling climate change. Is because of the money in politics. Corporations, rich people use their money to buy our politicians, so the politicians are enacting their will rather than ours. And the only way we're going to change that, the only way we're going to do what needs to be done is to get money out of politics. So, you know, if you have, you know, one dollar, that's like, you know, one person. I forget, there's um, basically with money in politics, you know, corporations have, have bribed our politicians to considering them people, you know, and as people, they can make political contributions. And, and uh, no, they're not people, you know. Um, and even, even people shouldn't be allowed to. In other words, like, you know, publicly financed, financed campaigns is the way to go. You know, because that way, nobody has monetary influence on our politics. The only influence that, in that case, they can have, is the influence of the ideas. If they have good ideas, yeah, there's a forum for them. But but they, they can't push bad ideas with a lot of money and just get them through because of that. So um, so yeah, that's that's one of the powerful mechanisms we will now be moving into, to create this much better world. Um, Without the money in politics, our democracy can thrive. Our democracy can work the way a democracy is intended to work. And uh, we the people, of the people, by the people. And uh, and yeah, so, I mean, and these are just the logistics of it. So, you know, again, we'll, from a spiritual perspective, we'll end the farming of animals. We'll, we'll acknowledge to ourselves not only that it, that it is it will threaten, it has been threatening our future, um, our, our our present. It will threaten our future, you know, and we'll also acknowledge how um, how cruel we've been, and as we do that. Our conscience will be um, will be um, amplified, you know. will will be awoken, you know. will be greatly strengthened, and you know this. I'm sure happened as we ended slavery. So we'll, we'll we'll get in touch with our virtue, you know, much more powerful conscience and virtue, and and that will propel us to do many many. More great, great things. So, uh, yeah, I like this optimistic message, and um, I believe I, I should um, try to um, try to express it, you know, as much as possible. For whatever reason, it, it, it's a difficult message um, for me. I guess I'm, I'm too focused on addressing the problem and not not nearly enough on on understanding that the problem will be resolved because it has to be and that we are creating a much better world. All right, I've got under a minute, so watch this every Monday through Friday on White Plains Community Media, channel 76, if you get Optimum, 45, you get Verizon, and if you live in some of the surrounding towns like Scarsdale and Ardsley and Irvington and Tarrytown, uh, Greenberg, and you get verizon 45 and you you can see that there also and the episodes are on youtube and video and on itunes and spotify as audio podcasts and um all right so think about this talk about this you know talk talk about that That's, that's what we need to do we're in the stage where the more we talk about it the the better okay thanks for watching see you tomorrow